0: Wednesday and welcome back to Mayor's Minutes, August fourth. Uh, did you miss me last week? I wasn't here at MC Studios. Um, I think some of the city councilors did. They were asking for my charts the other night, so um, I apologize. I had to have some medical tests done. Uh, you got to pay attention to your health. Mayor's got to pay attention to his health. So um, we're back on the beam here this week, and we're going to talk a little bit about a whole bunch of things. Uh, I am pleased to welcome back into the studio uh, my frequent guest but who's had some time off here yes. from the show. Yes. Uh, Superintendent of Schools Doctor Brandy Kwong. and always a pleasure to have you back. Thank you. Um, we'll get to Happy you. to be here. Yeah, I well, see I just saw somebody gave a love button there. You yeah, only get love buttons when you're on the show. So um, so we're gonna go over the COVID numbers. Um, and talk a little bit about uh, a couple of things quickly, and then we're going to go over to the superintendent. Here we are. So we're up to 8171, and you can see the arrow is red and down. Mm. So we have more than doubled in the last week. So I want to be fully transparent. Two weeks ago when I was here in the studio, we were at 10 new cases. And the week before that, we were at 10 new cases. Then last week, the week I missed, we were up to 23 cases, and we're up to 45 new cases, and that's more than double. So, um... A little anxiety-producing, but I think, uh, you know, I saw uh, Mayor Fiorentini put some words out. uh, Same thing's happening in Haverhill and Lawrence. Plan, don't panic. All right? Let's plan, don't panic. So if you forget everything else that the superintendent and the mayor are going to tell you today, remember this, uh, vaccinate, 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 right? So we are still stuck. I'm going to show you uh, with the new state dashboard. Hopefully I can figure out this computer and show you the new state dashboard they've launched so that you, too, at home can kind of track the stuff that I track um, and look at where we are as a city and see that we are significantly behind the state on the whole, right? More than 10 percent behind the state for full vaccination. So that is concerning to us. Next slide, please. So what's the good and the not so good? So the good National Light Out was outstanding, uh, so all the neighborhoods that made us feel so welcome. To Nancy, did a great job. Thank you for taking the pictures. Uh, everywhere, Tenny Street, um, Rebecca Way, uh, Sadie Lane. They were fantastic groups of people, and it was a great chance for our uh, first responders to meet the neighbors, the uh, people in the neighborhood. So really, really good, especially in the light of the pandemic, to kind of see people back together. Um, then from uh, a financial standpoint uh, hopefully you watched the city council meeting the other night and didn't fall asleep before 1145 we had a we had a four and a half hour meeting um, but the the best news i think was that our FY 21 our preliminary numbers are done now uh, we're looking at about six million to free cash and about two million to water and sewer retaining earnings that is great news and i want to say thank you to the city council i know the people that say oh the mayor you have to go. Um, they uh, voted to approve the bond for $9 million. That's good debt. I want to guarantee the residents we know what we're doing. Included in that $9 million is uh, uh, New Roof, the Comprehensive Grammar School. Yes. Right, as well as uh, Timoney Playground and a couple other things that we're in this year's. right? Uh, So those are, uh, and, and I want to keep reminding, you know, planned debt is good debt. Right? And the only analogy I'll make to you is that uh, it's like buying a house, Superintendent, right? Mm -hmm. You don't buy a house and then just sit there for 20 (laughs) minutes and say, I'm not doing nothing. Right. I'm not doing anything. My grandma's getting terrible. Um, If you do that, things start to fall apart. Right. Right? So, uh, preventive maintenance, I guess, is the term I'd use. You you have to do things over periods of time. And the same is true in the city. So, you're going to see that we're going to replace our line police cruisers, we're going to replace one of our uh, pumper trucks in the fire department and bring in another ambulance. And those are all important things for our citizens, right, uh, with the good job that our uh, our public safety folks do. And, and I'm going to talk a little bit about that uh, in number five here. Uh, our collective, I know you're making progress on the school side and we're making progress on the city side. That's great news. Mm-hmm. We had two uh, approved by city council the other night, the middle fire and the superintendent's. And we've got four more ready to go to City Council. That's the good news. Uh, we also propose a reorganization of health and human services and uh, economic and community development. That's what DECD is, right? Um, so that's in subcommittee review. And you should, uh, there's a, a group, a subcommittee uh, chaired by Council Samar. Uh, so if you've got feelings on that, a uh, reorg, you should let them know. And last but by no means least, um, we've got... Uh, Police Chief Finalist. So tomorrow we're going to announce the name of the three finalists for the Methuen Police Chief, and I I think, you know, a great job has been done by all involved. I have not interviewed any of them yet, so don't ask me any questions about who they are, what their qualifications are. I will be interviewing them next week with Alan Gould from uh, Municipal Resources, Inc., and then the plan is to bring two of those three to City Council. Uh, Hopefully I'll be able to convince the Chair to do a special August meeting for that, Uh, so that we can appoint the new chief in uh, September, the first meeting in September. And that's good news. We're making progress there. Um, And I also want to say, um, uh, in addition to the finalists being named tomorrow, I want to say thank you to Tom McEnany from MRI who came in, who's done a fantastic job moving us towards accreditation, and uh, we're going to keep moving that way. Right, And that's an important question for me to ask the finalists, how they feel about the accreditation process, because that's something that we're, you know, between the 23 audit findings and the accreditation, those are really big things for us to accomplish to make sure that um, the citizenry understand uh, we have good police officers, right? And they they do a great job. So uh, what's not so good? Well, almost as many. So the trends are all in the wrong direction. No need to panic. Let's plan uh, our incident rate doubled. Our new cases doubled in just the course of the last week. And of the 45 new positives, 11 of them were fully vaccinated. I don't know if they're still using the term breakthrough or not, but uh, they were saying at one time, uh, vaccinated people who get the virus, are, it's called breakthrough cases. I don't know if that's still true with the Delta variant, but uh, there you have it. And you can tell um, uh, of the 11, uh, the, that of the 45 that got Diagnosed last week Two had Moderna Seven had Pfizer And two Gents And so it's split across um, So it's in the interest Of sharing information uh, The Delta variant And uh, you know Department of Public Health Is issuing updated guidance Regarding masks So people should be aware If you're inside And less than six feet away Or weak immune system Or you're unvaccinated You should be wearing a mask Right? That's the advisory It's not a mandate Let's make sure People understand that we're going to issue that to our city employees as well in the morning, but it's it's an advisory at this point. It's not a you must. Um, so those are all things to be for the residents to be conscious of. Next slide, please. So numbers uh, distribution by sex: um, men are starting to catch up. All right, we had more men in the last week than we had women. Go ahead, next chart, and you can see the age split now. Um, in previous weeks, you're going to see it better on the next chart, but um, we had very few in the uh, 60 70 range since the beginnings. Um, we've seen a slight change in that. All right, you're going to see that in the next chart. While the under 19 still leads away, here's our 45 total new cases. And you can see that we had three over 70. We had five from 60 to 69, 550 to 59, 540 to 49, nine between 30 and 39. 10 between 20 and 29, and 8 under 19. And that is significant. It's the, probably the widest spread we've had in quite some time. All right, Not only the largest number, but the widest spread of age groups. Um, so, again, concerning. If you forget everything else we say, we're, we're looking at all kinds of ways to motivate people to get vaccinated. If you've got ideas on how, because I'm going to show you shortly here, uh, we're stuck in our vaccination number. So, um, okay, if we go to the next chart, please. So this is, the state is abandoning the colors, just so you know. So the red, green, gray, uh, yellow is gone. So that's why you see we're up to 4.4. Our insulin rate is up to 4.4 per 100,000, which is still much better than it was Hmm. through October of last year, but um, slight upward trend, right? We We had gone way down in the beginning of the summer, Uh, You've got to start asking yourself, we've got to see a repeat of what we saw last year, where the summer was really good, and then there was like a peak. Um, And hopefully with the vaccinations, we've got enough that um, we won't see quite the same peak, but um, still something we've got to keep a focus on. Next slide. And then uh, the the positive rates. So again, you see that little green tick line go up. So we went from 0.97 to 1.97 in one week. Right. So um, still no, no cause for a stampede, but um, something we need to pay attention to. Right. And so um, clearly COVID and especially the Delta variant is not gone. So those of us that were predicting an end to it, uh, a finish, um, you know, I think we've got to kind of step back and take a deep breath. All right. Next slide. All right, so this is, uh, this is one of the things I was going to go to on the charts, and I don't know if I have that here. Um, can I do this from the... He was supposed to set these three up. Sorry. That's why we set these three up. Can I access those from here, Jim? Either that or you can click on it on the chart. It'll explode. If you don't... Know mind doing that? you guys do that? Okay, so um, you're just flipping chart to chart. Okay, so go back. Um, So um, this is another Ryan Hamilton gaff, and we will will smash him tomorrow, because I specifically told him. Uh, Nancy scolded me, but he was told to make sure that all three were ready. Um, So go back to that For a minute, if you would, Jim. So this uh, URL here, which is an embedded link, is, uh, go back one chart. I wanted to share two. So this is the mass.gov dashboard for COVID-19. It's an interactive dashboard, and I wanted to show it to you because it shows you how I get to the numbers that I get from the state level. And it literally can show you, um, in fact, I'm going to try to do it here while we're... Because there's a search way to do it. And okay. So I've got can I look this up, Jim? Yeah? If I if I hit this, will it work? There we go. We're up. Okay. So this is the this is where that website would take you, right down here. It says Interactive Dashboard, and this is something the mayor goes to all the time. This is updated daily at 5 p.m., and right over here, you can see that there's a feature that says City and Town Data. If you click on that, uh, it spins for a minute, and then it comes up like this, and then you go Data by City and Town here at the top, and then I select only Essex County because that's where we live. Wow, get so sensitive. Sensitive, yeah. Yeah, Um, And so when you do that, look at you. you, I just want to see it. It actually tells you everything you need to know. And this right here can tell you everything you need to know by by community. So what are the case counts for the last two weeks? What's the 14-day positive? So um, the case counts the last two weeks. I'll use that one as an example. I won't take those. So you can see that Amesbury had eight, et cetera, et cetera, down here. Haverhill had 41. Lawrence had 67. And then if I slide it down a little bit here, you see Methuen has 33. Now, you might sit there in the audience and say, well, May, you're saying, showing the state dashboard and it says Methuen had 33 cases. That's because this week's cases aren't in there yet. All right? so the 45 reported by our local Department of Public Health aren't there. So you would see those next week when you come out here on the MassGov website. So that's one of the um, um, sites. And then the second one, if we could go back to the slides for one minute, Jim, the second slide. Can you go away from me? Probably driving you crazy going back and forth. Yeah, so this this link right here will take you to something, and hopefully I'll be able to get there, too. Which is a vaccination, right? It's a vaccination site. So, is that it? Just got pulled up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's looking at me. Yep. Yep. And I want to show people how. um, um, Here it is. Right here. Oh, that's not it. Sorry. Got a little too eager. Anyways. Um, there's a a literal uh, dashboard. Here we go. That you can go to that tells you, you know, how many. And I'm not going to go into all these. Literally, how many? And, and skipping ahead to the the answer here is Methuen is at 53%. I said 54% to you yesterday when I talked to you. 53. 53.1, the state is at 63.9. So we are full 10% behind. Now, you might sit there and say, well, 53 is not bad, Mayor. It's not. Um, but we've been at 50% for several months. So we are no longer progressing in the vaccination. And so, um, you know, I'm going to keep the drumbeat. i tell you the same thing I've said in every show since... Um, uh, I've been coming here to MCT. Everybody I love, I encourage them to get the vaccine. Are there risks to it? Probably. Uh, to me, the the risks of not getting it outweigh the risks of getting it. Right. And so um, somehow or other, we've got to get our numbers up. I can sit here and tell you that I know the Delta variant, um, um, even if people who are vaccinated get it, the effects on them are far less severe if they've been vaccinated. So that is indisputable fact. And I'm not trying to get into politics or religion or anything else. All I'm telling you is um, the science supports getting the vaccine. All right? So somehow or other in our community, we've got to bump up our number. All right? We've got to convince people. Now, there are people going door to door. They aren't. Uh, working for the city of Methuen, there are state people who are assigned to us because we're one of the 20 so-called equity communities, and they're going around trying to convince people to get vaccinated. And if they overstep their bounds, then you have the right to call us and say, hey, something happened that I don't like. Um, But by the same token, um, this is all an effort to try to get as many people out and uh, aware of the vaccination process as possible. So... um, I would just throw that out to you, you know, uh, and tell you, um, talk to Felix yeah. Zemmel, talk to Nancy Zabo, our, our city nurse. She's been with us several months now. She's doing a great job. They can talk to you about the benefits and the risks associated with vaccinating or not vaccinating and the different kinds. Right? And so I'd ask you, please consider it right before the cold weather gets here, before we have to face a repeat. Okay. And then one more thing I wanted to show that I do have, Jim, up here is um, I have the City Methuen website. I wanted to show that for a second in a totally different vein. Um, so do I need to? There we go. So this is the new website, and um, it's not a finished product, so I'm, I'm just showing you so that you can see what it is. A little crisper and cleaner, um, and it's got these tabs down here, Get Connected, Pay a Bill, Community Calendars, My Favorite, C-Click Fix, forms of documents in schools, and there's all kinds of things. You know That takes your superintendent right to the schools. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, you've got links up top here. You've got the departments under the government. You've got transparency. People ask me, hey, you keep saying, man, that we can see every expense you can. You can go into the departments and accounting and see every report we do. Um, you can also see um, on ClearGov what we spent and what we spent it on. Um, all that's out there for you to look at. But I want to focus on uh, down here, see, click, fix. Because probably one of the most common things that happens in the city is we get calls that my trash didn't get picked up or it was late getting picked up or they didn't plow my street or... So all you have to do is click on this little feature right here and it takes you to what kind of issue are you dealing with. And by the way, we're still working on expanding this, so... Uh, We've got our DPW working on this, and I want to give a shout-out to our Employee of the Month for July, was Stephanie Ferrier, who's done a great job kind of coordinating the C-Click Fix. So, Stephanie, great job. We appreciate your hard work. Um, You know, if you've got a trash issue, recycling yard waste, put it right here. Um, And I know a lot of people like to go to social media, but this is the – and let me tell you why I want it here, so that I can track it. And if you put it in, you can track it too so that you get updated when the city has addressed it. you got a a tree down in your neighborhood. You can go right down here to the tree department and say, hey, a tree fell during the storm. This location, you can even put in a picture. And it will be tracked. If you put in your email, it will update you as the action is assigned and completed. And so pretty straightforward. And there's a number of different categories. And um, there's also... Um, our inspectional services is being added to this as well all right? and so that's in the interest of full transparency so that you can see all the things that are being done in the city um, for me, the highlight moment during the budget hearings for FY22 was when Pat Bauer, the director of DPW, got up and said, next year I plan to come to you with, with a number of reports saying we did this many tree removals, we did this many potholes patched, we did this many roads etc, etc um, so that's all here right? And uh, you can make general requests to departments as well, right? Here. And so um, use it. Use it for what it's intended. We're, we're fully enmeshed in using the tool, um, and we hope you are too. So uh, I wanted to show you the new website, but also alert you to the fact that um, this is not a finished product, so there's more to come. Right? There's m- the level one has been finished. We've got other phases to uh, the chief of staff would kill me if I didn't say uh, we are soliciting uh, photos of Methuen through the years historical photos that you give us permission to use so that we can display them on the website Um, and you can reach out to the chief of staff at jdnatale at citymethuen.net and get her those pictures if you would but also you can reach out to her if there's other features or parts of the web that you want to address there so I wanted to take a minute and kind of Uh, show you that and tell you go out there tool around ask questions that's what it's there for to try to make things easy for you All right, so we're back in studio let's see uh, superintendent if we got any um, we do
1: yes no I've been keeping track
0: we got some questions I was yapping away and they were going wild hola Ralphie how are you uh, the queens are there. Let's see. When did the children? There we go. We're starting. So, Superintendent, great, great start, Teresa. You, you are like the mayor's uh, conscience. You're asking all the questions. The mayor's going. Uh, when did the children go back to school?
1: Yeah. So Teresa has a few questions. So I'm hoping yeah. if I yeah. generalize some things, I can get a bunch of those questions answered for folks. But um, so students are coming back to school on September 1st, which is the Tuesday before Labor Day. <laughs> so they're coming back on Tuesday and Wednesday, get acclimated, meet their teachers, have their friends, and then they, everybody has a four day weekend. We've done yeah. that for a few years in a row now.
0: Can I can I say that? It- depresses me when they go back before Labor Day. I know. I, I know not, the mayor's not supposed to say that, but, I know, but it's a mental thing for me. It's
1: more depressing if we have to go to school longer in June. Aye, good good so point. we've really been uh, fortunate uh, the past few years by yeah. not having to go so far out in June, uh, which is uh, you know also a struggle. Um, so, yep, I'll, and the calendar is up to date on the website, so everybody can see the calendar of holidays and vacations. Um and, and I, I just want to keep going for a minute. So I think yeah, one of the most exciting things yep. is is I feel like it's been forever since I've been here, but it's really only been a few months. Yeah, but yeah. Um, all of the students uh, for uh, school next year will be returning in person five days a week. Our normal uh, schedule begins, you know, uh, start time and end times are going to be back to what they were in uh nineteen twenty school year, so uh, that is a given at this point. The commissioner made that decision uh, probably in late spring that we were not going to have any options for hybrid models or remote learning. Right. Um, so that is uh, where we stand at this point, and it doesn't appear that uh, he certainly would not make a decision. I'm not going to speak for the man, because yeah. th- we still have three weeks or so left, but... Yeah. <laughs> um, that a decision would be reversed such as that at this late in the yeah. game. So all kids are coming back. We are scheduling. Our staff has been in all summer doing, yeah. you know, hiring for, for retirements and open positions, um, scheduling students, getting the buildings ready for yeah. a full return, which is very exciting. Yeah. Um, so uh, the other piece that folks should know is as of right now, uh, all of the uh, protocols that were put in place for last year the distancing uh mask wearing and such you know have been lifted for this coming school year um so hold that thought for one second but um so uh cafeteria tables will be back in you know we're we're in the process of of doing all of those uh movements and cleaning and things like that in the buildings right now so i was in a few buildings today and just They're humming right now, getting everything ready for opening of school, which is very exciting. Uh, And we also have uh, students, actually, in our buildings right now for the next two weeks doing some accelerated summer academies. Uh, So that started this week. So we have very small groups of students who were uh, invited uh, in to do some acceleration. Uh, They might not have been in all year last year. Um, You know, just to get them sort of reacclimated to school so that there isn't such a huge... Um, contrast from what they've experienced to starting in September. So, yeah. um, so excited. The it's kids were thing. actually yeah, yeah. really excited to be yeah. in school this week. So, that was really nice yeah. and fun to see. Um, so I think that answered a couple of Teresa's questions. Yeah, so I know she, she had a few more. How,
0: how about the cleaning? I, I think that's one you, you guys do a great job on. I don't know if you want to.
1: Yeah, so, so we anticipate uh, one thing that came out also late spring uh, was a whole lot of research uh, about the fact that contact... Uh, isn't where it is the most trans where COVID isn't the most transmissible, um, but we will have the same kids in the classrooms all week. So sure. you know we'll be sanitizing most likely once a week and not have to do it multiple times because we'll yeah. have different groups of kids in the in classrooms. Yeah. Uh, and so uh, that is what our thought process is there. Yeah,
0: and I, I want to add to the, so Teresa to the, to add on to that answer. That's not unique to schools, so there's a lot of information coming out. And this is where I, I know people get impatient. I I, I I use the wrong words, and I apologize in advance. I say it like a takeout society. We want an answer right now, right, right for every... I think this is another one of those things that, you know, we did a lot of cleaning city hall. A ton. I remember some city council meetings. And, oh, my God, you know, we're not going to have the meeting in the city hall because we got COVID capital here. Um, there's really a very low probability of... Uh, the cleanliness of the, the facility. Right, the
1: surface. Yeah, yeah the surface
0: lending to it. So yeah, that's... but we will
1: have, so we, we continue, you know, there's some things that we put in place last year that we will absolutely maintain. Uh, all the classrooms got boxes with, you know, hand sanitizer, cleaning materials that are safe for kids, for yep. the desks, uh, masks, and things like that. So we will have all of that. Uh, we will have hand sanitizing stations out uh, as we always have uh, or have at least for the past 18 months. So uh, all of those pieces are going to stay, in place, yep. um, you know. I think the most important message, which uh, I do know, was was a really strong message in the spring, and and we we adhere to it. You know, seeing the kids come back, it was really important for the kids. It's it's imperative for kids to be in school. It is, um, and so the state recognizes that. The country recognizes that. You know, uh, I don't know of any other state at this point that is still. Uh, going from hybrid to remote. you know, Kids are going to be in school next year, and I think we need to really appreciate that piece and know that our job now is to make sure we're going to put everything in place to make sure they have the best, least disruptive experience um, for this coming school year. Because you're right, it's Mm -hmm. not over, and so we know there are going to be bumps in this road, uh, but we're still waiting for... Guidance Amen. Uh, from the state as well to work through, you know, what happens when we have a positive case in the school. Uh, what is going to be the guidelines for contact tracing and close contact notifications and quarantining? And you know, are we going to be our students going to be remote at home for any period of time? We don't know that yet. Uh, what the recommendations are going to be from the yep. state, but I do know and feel very strongly uh, that the state does not. They want to also. Keep kids safe, but provide the most uh, dis- least disruptive yep. pardon me least disruptive educational situation for kids after the past 18 months. So that's our focus. But we're really excited having yeah. a principal meeting and actually talking about things like kindergarten play dates outside for the new kindergartners to meet each other and things like that is really exciting.
0: Yep. And I see Joyce. I see your question. I I'll be honest. With you, I don't know the answer to it. Uh, but I will check when I go back. I I would I would. I believe that's part of the step two, so it hasn't been added there yet. I'm talking to Joyce, Radcliffe Mullen, so I will check that for you. Uh, Let's see. You answered that.
1: Uh, Yeah, I got a few more.
0: Have you got a lot of feedback from parents on new school year changes dealing with the impact of COVID? I think some parts of the country are changing mass rules. I Uh, I
1: actually haven't heard from a lot. You know, that's an interesting question. I think (laughs) parents... Uh, I think everybody was happy to be sort of uh, released from school in June. Uh, So I haven't heard from a lot of parents over the summer uh, regarding this. I have had a few inquiries about, you know, what we are going to do or what this decision is around masks. Um, And so uh, as you are aware, uh, Mayor, as chair of the school committee, um, but most of the public, because it was in the news on Friday, you know, the state did come out with some... Guidance, yep. if we want to call it that, yep. for um, school districts for mask wearing, you know, the the elementary age students who don't have the opportunity to get vaccinated versus kids who can choose to get vaccinated. It's not a mandate, but basically it's going to be left to local uh, control decisions. So that's yeah. our school committee. So, you know, we will start having conversations about this on August 9th, um, you know, to be able to present... Uh, I think it's really important that the school committee and the school community hears, you know, our vaccination rate is low. uh, Our cases are going up. uh, Here's what we're doing for schools, um, you know, and just be able to have an open discussion about what the best course of action may be. Uh, We may have an answer or decision Monday night and we may not. And I think, you know, the most important part for, for me and for us as a school district is to know all kids will be in school. Five days a week, you know, this isn't a decision about whether or not school is going to happen or remote learning or not for for kids or parents. So, uh, you know, and it seems like, as you, I know, are aware, the Massachusetts Department of Public Health does uh, is frequently changing uh right now Frequently. it seems daily <laughs> yeah. um which we've experienced so i feel like we're kind of in that position again where things could really change in the next couple weeks so yep. um you know we'll we'll go from there
0: yeah and there's a question there about uh, i want to take this opportunity if i could so don't wait till you're back in school to get vaccinated oh no no right. so so great right. family health is vaccinating now yeah if you're age eligible and you considered get vaccinated don't wait right uh, i, I don 't believe there's no charge all right so
1: right, and we so I so yay, so this is good, and I think there was a question here about vaccination yeah. clinics, yeah. so um, again, Diane Martin and Rich Napolitano, thank you for greater Lawrence, um, but we are going to all be sending out information to families uh, age eligible students uh, tomorrow, actually. With information, they have agreed to do a pop-up clinic for us at the high school on Great. Monday, August 9th from 4 to 6. Uh, and so that will be a first shot. The second shot will be August 30th, which right. is a few days before school starts, and they're yeah. willing to do more. Uh, they also said they're getting, giving away $25 market basket gift cards Ooh. to anybody who gets vaccinated, so I'll add that. So, uh, And we did do – I saw that question somewhere in here. We did do clinics at the school in June. Um at all of the, the four grammar schools for right. ages, you know, students in grades 6 through 8 and the high school. Uh, we didn't have a huge turnout, but I think we got about 160 or so kids vaccinated during yep. that the clinic, again, through Greater Lawrence. So they were awesome. So we'll continue to do that if there's a desire yep. um, to do that. They've been wonderful. So uh, parents, you know, for... Yeah. Age, so grades 7 through 12, should expect that information tomorrow. You just tomorrow. answered
0: Ed Quinn's question. So is there any kind oh, of vaccination clinic at the high school? I didn't scroll down. Yes, the, Monday.
1: Uh, so. On, uh, yeah. so that information will be coming out. We'll put that on the website, yeah. too, tomorrow.
0: Yeah. Uh, so Ed said, my wife Kim has used the C-click fix a couple times. She found it easy to use and both issues. We were remedied promptly. Thank you, Ed. Appreciate that. Uh, and, and I say this candidly. Um, you know, some of the things won't be... Resolve this promptly as others when you see click fix. But it's important that we track them and we're open about them as a city. And we look at how we're doing and we assess our performance. And that's an important part of getting better. And I say that to you, uh, hopefully you were to the city council um, Monday night. And we uh, passed a resolution uh, allowing, a, excuse me, we passed a contract. Uh, we're bringing a company in to audit our DPW. I don't want to talk about that for just 30 seconds here. I don't want to take time away from the schools, but um, the audits are not intended to say, aha, here's what's wrong. The audits, to me, are a way to baseline where we are, identify things that we do well, identify things that we could do much differently or even better, and then develop a plan to do those. And that's an obligation we have to the citizens as far as I'm concerned. right? So much like we did the police audit, and it has shaped a lot of the movement that we've done in the Methuen Police Department, um, we're doing the DDPW audit, and that will, that will result in a plan for go forward. And, you know, this mayor wants to do every major department so that the residents of the city feel comfortable and confident in what they see and can understand, right? Mm-hmm. We've got to someday get past this hysteria that, you know, things are being hidden, there's secrecy, there's, right, we're, we're going to all get on the same page here eventually. And one of the ways to do it is by being open and candid about our audits. Mm-hmm. Laurie Lucia Keegan says, are yep. masks on buses going to be mandated? I've noticed ESY bus drivers are no longer wearing them.
1: So, yeah, and then the following comment is saying the bus drivers wear. So um, so that's a great question, and Laurie, yeah. uh, Masks are mandated and required on public transportation, so they will continue to be required on all busing uh, for schools. So that goes into next year. That is not a local decision. Right. Uh, and they're also required in all health public health facilities, so that will include our nurses' offices at the schools. So right. no matter what a decision is made about masks or no masks in the school, indoors, uh, students will be required, if they're catching a bus, to wear the mask on the bus. Uh, so I will talk to the bus company about making sure the bus drivers are wearing them so they nothing has changed for us this summer about a mask. So I was in uh, three schools today, and the kids were, again, we had some ESY, you know, the best of their ability, but we had academic programs. Kids were wearing masks. Teachers were wearing masks. We have not changed. School committee did not change that policy through the summer. We carried that through. So, uh, again, you know, whether or not we could just continue with that policy to open school or not is a discussion that we will continue to have
0: you got another love bud yeah um so and Ruth Estes just said uh we did a field trip today all our children wore masks and the bus drivers did as well on the bus and they had the windows open yeah that's that's the key right uh, there to the superintendent's point that's that's like a given right on the bus so um so thank you Ruthie and by the way Ruth you Linda the whole team did a great job at Tennis Street with the National Night last night. was fantastic I mean, what a crowd yeah, down there at cool. I saw the was,
1: pictures. Yeah, I was it sharing was with. Awesome. Yeah. yeah,
0: Nancy was down there taking pictures. Um, she she has a habit for getting my non-photogenic <laughs> side. So um, nonsense. That's both sides, Nancy. Yeah. All right. So. Um, <laughs> so. Um, What else, you know, school-wise, haven't we covered, you know, general details? So September 1st, you know, I said, I feel bad that I said, I I get depressed when I hear before. I think, you know, as a parent, I'm going to say this candidly. I used to hate having my kids go back before Labor Day. Because it's easy a parent Uh, when you're on summer vacation, right? Right. Um, But um, at least it's September. I know some school... Systems are starting. Yeah, in August, right? I, I think
1: there was a little bit of a you know. S- there are definitely schools across the country have already yeah. started. I mean, yeah. we've, we've got things going on all over the place. We're getting information from, but um, yeah, there's probably a school district or two around us starting the week before that in August, uh, getting a real head start. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's coming. Unfortunately, you know, summer goes goes by fast, it's but too it's, fast, it's right? coming by uh, yeah. coming up quickly. Um, but you know, I th- I think the again the most important. Th- it's just—it's exciting to get back to getting ready for school. Yeah. Um, you know, we took that for granted. I think for yeah. so many Some years. Normalcy. Yeah, yeah. it's—it yeah. feels normal. We're hiring. You know, we're doing all the things that we're supposed to be doing yeah. now to get ready to welcome kids back to school and yeah. welcome staff back to school. So that's the most exciting yeah. part for our team. Yeah. Um, you know, at this point, it, it appears yeah. right that that MIAA sports uh, will happen as they are supposed to happen. We haven't received any updated information from MIAA at this point. You know, we know outdoor sports uh, seem to have a little bit of an easier uh, green light than the indoor sports. So we'll watch that in the fall. But we anticipate, you know, our our football season is starting here already. You know, uh, those kids are getting ready uh, and getting out on the field now, preparing for the season. So. you know, and all of our administrators are obviously, you know, whatever guidance we get, we're going to be yeah. adjusting and following. Uh, I'm, I'm going to be talking to Mr. Curran and, you know, really encouraging our coaches to encourage the high school kids to get that vaccination yep. uh, because that's going to have an impact, too. And just, you know, all of those things that kids want to get back to, uh, you know, we just we want to encourage as many to get vaccinated right. as not um, so that they can get back to some normal. experiences as well so again we're excited about it but we we also need to be proactively cautious right proactively cautious about what's happening right now um and not not you know put our guard down too far uh because this isn't over and we just again our goal is to make sure that whatever we put in place that it's the least disruptive to education because we saw what that did so Uh, You know, that's going to be our focus for every decision that we make uh, moving forward. So we're super excited about
0: I'm I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So uh, I've got to ask you this. So um, on the city side, we have a lot of jobs open. Yes. And We are struggling to fill them.
1: We are. So I I actually was going to say something to you tonight because our as I'm driving here, all I see along the road driving here on Pelham Street is we're hiring, we're hiring, we're hiring. Uh, yeah, so we are uh, we are at a point we're struggling to hire for our program assistant positions. Yeah. Uh, that is a real struggle right now, and we're getting closer to the opening, which you know is making us nervous. Um, our principals have done a phenomenal job of hiring for teachers. Uh, you know, we still have some open positions, and we're you know we're in a, we're in a pretty good place in that in that regard. Um, but we are struggling to hire. I, I would say program assistants are the ones we're most concerned about.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, they're just not applying. We have a, a lot of openings still left for yep. program assistants to support our students. So yeah. we had a conversation so today it's about that. So a
0: position, program assistant. So um, if we got people out there who might be wondering if they're eligible, what do they need to? Is there anything specific they, they need?
1: They need to like kids. Yep. That's the most important yeah. criteria. Yeah. Um, high school diploma. Um that's I mean yeah. they will they they get on the job training yeah. uh when they're working with kids we have some yeah. openings for even one to one support with kids which that is very you know prescriptive about what that support yeah. is
0: and yeah labor intensive
1: yes um but but really, they, the kid part is the most important part yeah. for for me and for us as a school yeah. district. That they have to just want to be around kids and support the students um, if they're willing to learn and willing to take direction from a, a special education teacher or a classroom teacher yeah. uh, in how to support the kids and learn that. Uh, you know, that's what we're looking for. So it's really a it really is a, a necessary support. Uh, for our students to get through the school day So
0: so, so if you're out there and you're, you're, you're Please look at our website it, right? uh, we, we really could use your help in the public schools Right? Yes um, and, and I say this So outside of the uh, police chief search So we had 25 candidates apply for the police chief um, From all over the place um, And it was um, It was You know, my mind was blown There were some really great candidates applied And um, but other than that, I would tell you that you know we just opened up. Uh, Bill Buckley just left. Mm-hmm. Um, the city employee, a director of uh, economic community development, so that position's open. Uh, we've got probably twelve to fifteen positions open on the city side, and it's 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 a struggle to fill them right now.
1: It is. It is. And it's and you know we recognize. Uh, I you know I'm not going to put sugarcoat this. Program assistants don't make a lot of money. Uh, we recognize that, and, yep. you know, most of our program assistants are working two jobs, finishing school. You know, they have some kind of situation happening where this fits their hours and yep. or their parents as well, and they want to work during when their kids right. are in school. So, you know, we, we definitely met some new folks last year, which was really, we were really excited. Parents who wanted to help us because yep. they knew we were really struggling finding folks to help us, but who have turned out. Wonderful and they've stayed with yep. us for this year and and you know they want to be with the kids and it works for people's lives yep. so we do recognize that it is it is a struggle to yep. to find uh, folks uh, yep. we still have some nursing positions open so uh, I believe we have two positions still open at this point so our oh. new director of health services which we should bring yeah. her on this show at some point as yep. well uh, we have Patty on so many times um, uh, is also working to fill those positions. So it, it's custodians. I mean, we have a whole bunch of different kinds of positions still open. Yep. Special education teachers. Yep. I have positions open in three of the five buildings right now. So yeah. you know, if if you know so any special education yeah, teachers looking to with work your, in Methuen, your
0: friends and neighbors, right? And yes. People uh, yep. Other communities, right?
1: Please, please tell them to look on our our website and apply through Talented, <coughs> which is really school spring. So, yeah,
0: appreciate that we got a question that's not... Sc- Any update in the state's going to oh, mosquitoes? No. So I-, I want to apologize because uh, the state was supposed to come in last week and I couldn't make it. So I had some tests. So, uh, Beverly, the state will be here next week. And we we'll- oh. next week is M- Mosquito Wednesday. No, okay. Right? We'll be talking all about mosquitoes. I will tell you that um, some of it is being done. Uh, and uh, we're going to talk about mosquitoes and we're going to talk about beavers, believe it or not. Uh, so beavers are causing havoc in the community. Um, and so um, we're trying to do the most humane thing, but, you know, mm-hmm. uh, causing between the amount of rainfall that we're getting in the right. beavers, um, it's causing some issues in neighborhoods throughout the city. So I, I
1: guess we're going to
0: talk about that all next week, Bev, so make sure you watch. Um, I'm trying to think of the gentleman that's coming from the state, but he's... The gentleman in charge of all the springs. Are we
1: past the Triple E life cycle of several years? No, No. so we're still in it.
0: Okay. Yeah. So, and that's why he's. I can't. I know. West Nile. You know, get the whole. Yeah. So. um...
1: I can't remember the last time we had a night. So we did have a night football game this year in a weird season in March. You're right. So I was like, I can't remember when we had a. Football game at night uh, yeah. because we had to change it. Well, yeah, we had last year because of Triple E, and then this past year because of COVID. But we had it in March, so we had right. a couple night games. Right. Yeah.
0: yeah, and I really love the football games at night. Oh. I love Friday night football. I know, you know, it's kind of a nice thing. You they know. did
1: well, and I have to say, having that football season in March, the kids did. They were there were some cold days great. out there. They were practicing, but. Um, yeah. They all did well. They were troopers. They they appreciated the opportunity to even have a short season. So uh, I think that was really important.
0: Yeah, I agree. All right. Um, so we we got about 10 minutes left in the program. What did we not hit that you wanted to talk about? or?
1: Um, so- I think we... I think we talked about what yeah. we where we're at right now. Yeah. So I again, I matter-of-factly get vaccinated. Yeah. Uh, if you know your student is age-appropriate, you know yeah. we have plenty of opportunities to do that. Yeah, uh, and we we don't will... have
0: to wait. You, you, so um, you, you're having a, a yeah. Nobody get... has to wait.
1: They could walk in tomorrow to Greater right. Lawrence. Yeah, Greater mm-hmm. Lawrence
0: Family Health on Pelham, Pelham Street, Street is doing it. Um, and so get up there and get vaccinated, but um, August 9th, you're doing Yep, so night?
1: Monday, August 9th at the high school, yep. right out front under the tent, we will yep. have a pop-up clinic with them uh, from 4 to 6 p.m.
0: Okay. Um,
1: so we were hoping to adjust the hours. That might work for working parents a little bit more to get their kids there or uh, get the forms. So uh, families of age-eligible kids will get all the information from me tomorrow with the forms yep. if they want to bring those ahead of time. But it'll be a pop-up clinic, so parents can just drive up and- and and get the vaccination yeah. then. So she's going to outfit that with some nurses for us. So and again, love- twenty five dollar gift card to everybody That's who great. gets vaccinated to Market Basket. So wow. I'm going to include that in my message tonight. Yeah. Um,
0: now I love uh, and I'm going to bring this up here before somebody asks a question. Um, so towards the end of the vaccination, um, you know, uh, we went gangbusters, as you know, Superintendent there with the beginning part of the vaccination. Then things really started to peter down. And so um, we started offering at different places, different times. So we moved it around, time-wise. Uh, and we're still open to that, even from the city side, right? So we're we willing to work with Great Lawrence Family Health or whomever to kind of accommodate. Um, I, I know Great Lawrence Family Health has done some Saturdays in the Moulas parking lot. Yeah, uh, they've tried Movel's to do everything. Mark a basket. I know. I knew what you were saying. You know, kind of a 40 and slip there. Um, But the important part is getting people vaccinated, right? So um, if you're on the fence, if you're considering, uh, reach out again to Nancy Zabo or to um, uh, Felix Zemmel at City Hall or, you know, stop by, you know, this August 19th pop-up clinic. Give us ideas on other places that you might, you know. Uh, The difficult part is when we do a pop-up clinic, we only have one or two people show up, Right. Because by the end there, uh, when we were doing the clinics of the loop, we were sending uh, 15 to 20 people to sit around and wait for, like, five to six people to get vaccinated. Right. Right? Kind of self-defeating.
1: I'm very hopeful.
0: Yeah, I am too.
1: I'm very hopeful. I, yeah. hope, I hope we get some. Well, to- we,
0: need to, we need to bump that number up, right? We absolutely need to bump that number up. Yeah. Do the kids have to be 12 prior to the first shot? Yes. Or can they get it? If they will be twelve prior to the second shot uh, no, they I'm, have to be
1: i 'm pretty confident ninety nine percent confident yeah. they have to be twelve at the first shot yes yes
0: yeah.
1: Um, yeah. so yes yeah, so so unfortunately for now with this right now, this you know kind of eliminate a lot of sixth graders aren 't twelve yet right, uh, whereas when we had the clinic in June. A lot of our sixth graders were twelve, so uh, I will most likely be sending the information for this clinic to our seventh through twelve families, uh, who we are guaranteed—you know—they're—they're going to be twelve years old. Um, I'd also like to just mention one other (laughs) thing, Mayor, that I think is really important. So, um, I just wanted to. Mention that if there's anybody listening or you have new neighbors, we have uh, a lot of movement in and out of moving and uh, house selling and buying and renting and things like that. But um, we just want to make sure all, all families, all students are officially enrolled. Uh, for this coming school year. So uh, right on our webpage, there's a link directly to online uh, the Family Resource Center, <laughs> and our enrollment specialists will be in touch to make sure that your children are enrolled. We don't want people to wait. Yeah. Uh, if they wait, their child might not be able to start on the first day of school. So if there's anybody out there listening that hasn't enrolled you know their kid and sure, come to no. register their child in school or uh, did not register in, say, kindergarten last year, uh, but needs to get them into first grade this year. Uh, please do that now, uh, because again, after a certain date, we can't guarantee that process will be complete by the first day of school. Yep. So please, uh, you know, uh, contact us and make sure that you ha- you have all your students enrolled.
0: Yep, appreciate that. Yeah, thank now you. And we have a school committee Monday, so just so the we public, do. So we have a school committee this Monday night, the ninth, and then, then the twenty third, right? Correct. Okay. So uh, and people see, you know, um, and I'm going to say this. You know, we have not had a lot of people come to the school committee meetings. Not, not. Um, we have people come for good things. Yes, yes, right? we've had some. Yeah, their last like awesome, that last month was awesome. Yes, are great. Um, but we also should have people coming if you've got concerns or issues that you want to talk about. That's the that's the point to that's address them. Um, and I say this candidly. I'm not. You know, it, it's great that social media is so useful, but that's not the place to address concerns. Come to the school committee meeting. Talk to the school committee. um, You know, state your concern respectfully. And I can tell you the people there care. And they're going to consider it, right? Um, So the 9th, Monday the 9th, and... um, Monday the 23rd, Correct. and 6.30, right? So 5.30. 5.30. It's a good thing you said that. Cause, 5.30
1: yeah. we start, <laughs> yeah, for summer, and then we'll I go back to 6.30. Yeah, yeah. yeah, we'll go back to 6.30 yeah. in September. I'll yeah. uh, go back to our normal time. But for the summer, we thought we would start, uh, give us an hour good early. thing you
0: said that. I'd be late again. No. Yeah. 5.30,
1: 530.
0: <laughs> be late for my own funeral. Yeah. Okay. Um, throw it out there for any last questions as people are watching. Um, did I miss anything? I don't think so. Talked I think about the buses. Teresa talked had about some it.
1: questions, but I think I got them all. I'm not sure. There's a
0: thread going through that says uh, eliminate fear and care enough about others, um, and 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 I say amen to that. But uh, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a right-handed, a left-handed message: tolerance here, right? So um, this is still the U.S. of A. Right, And people have a right to believe what they believe. And this is a debate I have with my closest friends all the time about certain things that they have. And uh, my Friday lunch friends will tell you that this is a common topic of debate when we go to lunch. Um, I think we, we, we still are making progress, but we need to learn to be more respectful of each other's opinions, especially when we disagree. Um, just because I disagree with you does not mean I hate you. And that's something that we need to kind of get inside all of us, right? It's not, it's not you're a bad person because I disagree with you. And, and I go back to uh, as far back as the presidential election, and in my mind's eye, I still see the map on the wall. And no matter how you slice it, it's, it's pretty close, right? And so not lost on me is the message that there has to be compromise at various points, uh, not only on the government side but in the public at large and you know there are difficult issues here and uh, you know my first two years in office have been marked and you guys I want to say this publicly you guys in the school side superintendent did a fantastic job um, dealing with something that was unbelievably dynamic and changing changing changing
1: we never want to hear the word pivot again I, know, I can tell you know, that huh? Yeah, we... Yeah,
0: you, you never thought pivot was a dirty word no. Um but uh, I think one of the things that, you know, we as um, adults in the city of Methum, we have to kind of set an example for our school children and for others is that um, sometimes there aren't any ready-made answers. And sometimes we have to kind of think through, and sometimes it doesn't hurt to hear what other people are thinking, right, to at least be open to it. And I think sometimes we get too close to, I know I'm going way off in a trend here, I apologize, but... You know, we've got to be able to dialogue difficult situations and come to uh, compromise situations that we can address. Um, And I see too much of it nationally. I see too much of it at the state level. And frankly, you know, occasionally at the local level. Um, You know, just because I disagree with you doesn't mean I hate you. Or dislike you even, right? I hate hate to use the word hate. I don't know if that's Mm even allowable. But, um, you know, we've got to learn to... To You know, these are difficult times, and I, I I say that whether it's, you know, related to masks or, um, you know, vaccinations. Um, we've got to be able to have discussions about why people have reservations about getting vaccinated and address those reservations, right? And that's the way we're going to get past this sooner or later, right? So um, enough of the soapbox. I, I was standing on there for a minute. Anything you want to add before we end? No, I think... I think that we summed it.
1: it up for... Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I'm not going to follow that note, but yeah. no, we. I think we're...
0: <laughs> You're not going to disagree with right No, I'm
1: not going to disagree with you, and we have yeah. a few weeks left. I appreciate the the commendation there of the school department. I, yeah. You know, our whole team, as I've always said, it was a, it was a feat, and uh, we did everything that we felt we could in our power to keep kids learning yep. and progressing, and they yep. did. Uh, and so um, I think everybody's just really excited to come back to... Um, you know, not standing on dots and uh, having kindergarten classrooms look the way they're supposed to look, you know, without desks in rows and have kids be able to interact. So we are excited for that opportunity. Uh, And right now that's what it looks like. So
0: um, I hope in the near future we'll have our good friend John Crocker on again. Absolutely. Obviously, right? I I think he's really on his game.
1: We have some great things that are starting that we didn't, you know, we never stopped working last year on all the other initiatives and uh, things that we had uh, in place. So yeah. we have some great things happening this year with some new social-emotional uh, curriculum across the board yeah. and some training and yeah. some new guidance counselors. Yeah. And so it is very exciting.
0: Yep. Yeah. So uh, make sure you make some time to um, watch or attend the school committee meetings. You, you do them on YouTube too, right? Correct. Which is really great. Yeah. We're going to learn to do city council on YouTube too. So. Yep, yeah. uh, and Mr. Alicia will be there. We'll yep. do YouTube, yeah. So Monday night, August 9th, five thirty. I okay. got it now. And Monday night, August twenty-third, at five thirty. Now I can't be late. Okay. Um, and the superintendent will be back here probably in two weeks. I would think, right? Check. Okay.
1: Whatever we set up.
0: Yeah. <laughs> All right. Take care, Bethune. We're back here next week, like I said, with uh, uh, the state talking about mosquito spraying, talking a lot about mosquitoes, but not just about mosquitoes, uh, beavers, swamplands, et cetera, and what the plan is for Bethune to prepare and what we're doing to kind of protect you and the citizens. So if you have questions, in the meantime, reach out to us. In the meantime, God bless. Stay healthy. And we'll see you back here next Wednesday.